This, 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 this is mythical. This is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and Link Neal, my son. And uh-huh. we're going to swing right on into the show. And it's good to see you, son. It's good to see you, Dad. We're wearing the same shirt today. Different versions of the same shirt, but yeah, same color. We're like... Getting pretty close, yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Well, that don't surprise me any. We we we, we get on a link once in a while, and we don't know where we're going, so... <laughs> oh, where are we going today? What's new in Myrtle Beach? Well, it's been raining out here a lot. Been raining a lot. So oh. in between all that and everything, then it gets hot, and then it gets, you know, rain some more, but... I've been having to cut the grass about twice a week, so, you know, that ain't a whole lot of fun, but everything's going pretty good here, yeah. See, I miss cutting grass. Just It was kind of like me time, where I could just kind of zone out and think about whatever I wanted to think about. When you're mowing grass, what do you think about? Getting done. <laughs> just getting done? <laughs> yeah, getting through, <laughs> yeah. Your mind doesn't wander? Well, it wanders some, but you know, I'm pretty particular about the way I cut grass and how it's going and how it looks. I I keep it in a straight line when I mow and so it looks good going back and forth and everything. So So you're just thinking about the mowing of the grass. Yeah. Very focused. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to get my foot cut up under the lawnmower and get it cut or do do something stupid. So, you know, I kind of watch what I'm doing. Okay. But been a pretty good, pretty good week since we talked the last time. So, you know, things are going good. I had a, a girl to recognize. Okay. I had one day when it was raining, I had one of our, one of your good mythical morning jackets on. It's kind of like it's happened before, but I was walking in the food line and before I could get in, this girl uh, walked up behind me and said, do you watch that show? And I turned around and she said, oh my God. She said, I reckon you do watch it. I said, well, why do you think that? She said, you're Link's dad. I said, that would be correct. Yeah. So so she was running around. She said, well, have you got time to wait? I got to run back to my car and get my camera. I'd like to take a picture with you. So when she come back. Where did did you wait? Did you keep shopping or did you just stand there? No, we was outside. We never made it in the food line yet. Oh. Neither one of us. We were outside. So she uh, ran back and got her phone and camera and stuff, and she was. We, we took a couple of pictures, and then she said, hold on just a second, and she was calling somebody and, and FaceTiming them and said, look who I'm standing here with, and, and showed them, and I reckon she did it so people would believe it, but she was pretty excited. Have you gotten people talking to you about this show? Do any of your friends or anybody around there listen to this podcast? Well, I've had three or four people to, that let me know, and then I had a, I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Jacob Rice. Oh, is, it, is this a holler out or a shout out? Because I know you, got, you could do either one. Well, holler or shout out. I'm shouting out to Jacob Rice because he, he sent he sent me a song to dance with with me and Nancy and uh, wanted me to listen to it thought and to see if it was a good shagging song. Really, me and Nancy were sitting downstairs and at the house up under the house and I said, uh, 
I'm going to play this song, Nancy. Let's listen to it and see how good it is and everything. And so I started playing it. And man, Jacob, you did a good job. I'm going to tell you, this is a good song. You, I, I think it might go somewhere. But while I was playing it, Nancy was just a shagging and a dancing by herself. So I said, I'm going to send J- Jacob a thing and said, we're going to do a FaceTime listening to his song that he, is rock, that he wrote. And we're going to dance to it and send him a copy of it. So, you sent him a personalized shagging video? Not yet. We ain't had time, but we're going to send it to him in the next day or two. We've been pretty busy oh, with man. people. That's, that's full service. I mean, wh- this, this is almost like a cameo. You know, what, you know what cameo is? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's when you, when you do a little uh, spot for some kind of, well, like somebody just wrote a song or do something and doing a little spot for it to promote it and everything, so... Well, it's like, it's all it's also an app where people will pay you to make a video for them. Oh, so you're kind of okay. doing the free version of a cameo. Well, maybe we might ought to hold off on that. I know. <laughs> no, I'm probably no, I'm probably going to send it to him. If say, hey, it was a great song. I mean, a great song. Did he make the song or just send you a song? He wrote the song and sang on it. Okay. Yes. What's it called? How a man treats a lady. You want me to play a little clip of it for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is, this is, this is country. It's jamming. Hey girl, what you doing? Hey girl. Mm. I'm sitting here thinking about making a move, but I know that you've been uh-huh. seeing that guy. Okay, wow. Leave them want more. That's a shagalicious clip right there. Yep. So the emails are still pouring in? Yeah, they're still coming in. Yeah, it's kind of surprising, but it's really good. Right? It's like we said, we're going to see if we can keep keep this show up in the top three to five. I don't know about doing it with, uh, what was that? Uh, Rogan. Rogan, yeah. 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 You haven't heard from him yet? No, I ain't heard from him okay. yet. But, uh, keep your door locked. yeah. Well, I ain't worried about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got one from uh, Mitch Lang, and it says, What did the police say to the nursing baby? I don't know. What? You're under a breast. <laughs> I mean, you can't... Under, I mean... I don't know if you're under it, or as much as you're just on yeah. it, but I guess you have to say. Yeah. That one's kind of, that one didn't quite line up for me. You know, if the baby's under the yeah. breast, is the baby missing the breast? Well, you know, sometimes when women have them things kind of hang down and they're kind of up under it when, <laughs> when they're nursing, so, you know, he, they I might guess. be up under it. <laughs> okay. I, you know what? I guess you're right. Okay. <laughs> I got another one from Victoria Cocos. I hope I pronounced that right. Victoria said, who's the most popular guy at a nudist colony? Now, I've been to a, I've been to a, I wouldn't call it a, well, it was kind of a nudist colony. I went camping out at Death Valley and there was this, there was these springs and there were people who had pulled their RVs and, you know, they were like semi-permanently living out there in the middle of nowhere, but there's, you know, there's, water coming up in the spring so like it's a good place to gather and a lot of them were just buck naked so i tried my hand at that 
You know, I got in the hot spring, I took a shower. It's nice after a couple of days of camping, but I don't know if I could be a permanent resident. You ever been to a nudist camp? Yes. Really? Yeah, I went to Jamaica one time and the resort we were staying in, there was a nudist colony right beside of it and me and my friend just walked around the side of it and before we walked around there, we just took our bathing suits off and just dropped them down on the rocks and walked around, just walked right on up through there like we knew what we was doing. You had to, <laughs> So you stripped down naked and just blended in? Just blended right on in, yep. Well, what were they doing? They were laying on the beach, and some of them was in the pools, and it was just kind of a kind of a pretty relaxing atmosphere. It's almost like, okay, yeah, you're laying on the beach, you're sunbathing, you're in like vacation mode, but the thing that starts to trouble me is when you think about like, oh, I'm, I'm making dinner, and I'm still totally naked, or I'm trying to fix a flat tire on my car, and I'm still totally naked. You know, that's when that's when it starts to be a rub. Sometimes literally. You know, don't fry bacon naked. You know. <laughs> no, that ain't a good idea. But that's what they do. How do they fry their bacon? From a distance? I guess With so. With a shield? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Did you talk to anybody when you were in, in nudist Jamaica? Did you just walk around and gawk? We did, yeah, we just walked around and looked. That's been, uh, that was in 1984. Oh, so... You said it was a friend of yours, like a guy friend? Yeah. So like you get naked with your guy friend and you're just walking around. That wasn't weird? Well, no, but he was my first cousin. So, you know, it, <laughs> okay. it didn't make no difference. So, you know, oh, it didn't, didn't bother me none. I went through basic training and stuff in the Army. I seen a lot of men naked. So, you know, yeah. don't, don't bother me to see. So, well, you know, it's, it's something that you've been through a little bit. So... There is something freeing about it. Like, could you see yourself like going back, joining a nudist colony? Well, I could probably join one. It probably wouldn't bother me. I know. know. I could totally, I could totally see you doing it. Yeah. Not so. that I would want to see you doing it, but I can imagine <laughs> that you would be open to it. Yeah, it's pretty freeing feeling. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. I'm dodging the question. Yeah. Yes, you are. Well, this guy said. The guy who can carry a cup of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. I forgot the question, though. Who's the most popular guy at the nudist colony? Yeah. A guy who can carry a cup of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. I don't get it. You don't get it? I Honestly, I don't get it. He, he must have a big enough thing hanging between his legs that he can put a dozen oh. donuts up on it. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. He's got a cup of coffee in both hands and a yeah, a dozen yeah. donut a donut hole ain't won't fit. I don't think he it'll fit up up, up his arm, so it had to be somewhere else he was putting. Thank you for explaining it, Dad. <laughs> now that now that I have like a like a crystallized image of this in my mind. Well, I got another email from James Lee, and it says, what do you call it when your snake don't work? Um, I don't know. A reptile dysfunction. Uh, <laughs> you know what? There's medication for that. I've been told that you can take a Viagra and just like, I mean, I had someone recommend it to me. I'm just going to be honest. You ever tried it? Pretty often. So you recommend it? Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. 
So I'm 44, and I and like I start to get you know it's like this is just between you and me. I'm I'm actually at what point am I gonna need am I gonna need a little bit of assistance like that? You know, maybe about four or five years ago for me. And then I mean, is it true that it like it could last for like 24 hours? No. I mean, what? Well, how long is it supposed to last? Probably about an hour. Like without any other type of stimulus, would it just it just works? All of a sudden, you got a woody. Like, or do you still got a you got to you got to have some sort of s- stimulus? You got to have some stills, and it takes about thirty minutes for it to take hold. Take still, hold, and it still takes a little arousement from your partner to make it work good too. Okay. If you start taking it and you don't need it, then it just makes it makes it where you can't get rid of an erection. I think I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy with an erection. Well, not currently. M- most of the time, it, you you know that you're going to be using it, so that's when you take it. You don't just take one on a whim. <laughs> yeah, you like just gamble. Hope something comes together. You can't. Yeah. You got to make yeah. more concrete plans if you want to. You know, if the concrete's going to set. You need to have concrete yeah. plans. Yeah, that's correct. But then, you know, typically in like the normal way that it works when it's, you know, when it's over, it's just kind of over. Like Elvis has left the building, so to speak. But when you take Viagra, once um, your Elvis leaves the building, does it, is there still like a... It pretty much leaves the building too. Okay. It's just something that's like taking medicine that, like when you're sick, that helps you get better. It helps yeah. you get better sometimes. Helps your wiener get better. Yeah, that's right. Ain't no shame in a little ED. Just do something about it, you know? That's another potential sponsor. Yeah, that's right. And then I got an uh, email from, I think, Ronan Eason. He said, do you think you could eat 10 chili dogs in one city? Why or why not? If not, how many chili dogs could you eat in one city? What is this guy's deal? He wants to know how many chili dogs you can eat in a city. Okay, all right. No question's a bad question. No, well, if I when I was about 30, I could probably eat five or six. I couldn't eat 10, but, you know, two or three right now is about my maximum. Of course... I'm not just eating a chili dog. I'm eating a, a hot dog with chili and onions and uh, mustard, mayonnaise, and slaw and That's right. all that stuff on it. You got to do it Carolina style. I'm telling we, you. We go all the way with slaw and chili. I got a friend of mine when we invite, invite him over and I'm having hamburgers and hot dogs. He put his he puts his slaw on his plate by himself. He, don't, he won't put it on his hot dog. <laughs> I thought, Michael, what's wrong with you? That's right. And he, but he's from Ohio, so he says, I just want my chili dog with onions. That's all I want. Poor guy from Ohio, he's missing out. So you couldn't talk him into a Carolina-style dog. And I've known him about four or five years now, and I haven't been able to get him to put it on there yet. <laughs> Come on, Michael, what's wrong with you? Just try it. It's the best. And on a cheeseburger, too. Got that Carolina-style. Well, I'm telling you. It's the best. All that juice running down your hand and everything while you're eating it, boy, it makes it good, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I got another email from Amelia Bazee. It says, I'd I'd love for you to read off this list of words. 
So then she gave you a list of words? Yeah. Okay, I think I know what's happening here. Yeah, they they won't meet it. What a word sounds like in my southern slang. I guess that's what they want to see. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. The first word is pecan. Hold on now. The first word is pecan. Pecan. Either one. Pecan, pecan. You don't say pecan. I have never heard you say pecan. I'm I'm just sitting here reading. He's that you know. Sometimes when your brain sees something, you you, you say it different than you do okay. when it just runs through your brain. You just, you got to read it, then you got to think, look away from the page, and let it run through your brain and say it like say it real. Pecan. <laughs> that's not it either. You said pecan. That's that's not even nobody says it that way, Dad. Pecan. You said pecan, then you said pecan. Yeah. What do you actually say, though? I thought I said pecan. You don't say pecan. Pecan? No. no. <laughs> pecan. You say pecan. Pecan. So which one do you say? Pecan, I guess. I don't, you know, I think that's what I say. They, this, they're really throwing you for a loop. Yeah. The ne- next one is uh, caramel. I think that is how I say it. As opposed to? Caramel. Right. Now, if it's before the word apple, how do you say it? Caramel apple. Right. But then if it's just the word is by itself, like, oh, this thing is slathered in. Caramel. No, I think you say caramel, right? Car- yeah. The first way. You, yeah. Well, this, yeah. Is, this is really confusing you, and then you're confusing I'm me. I'm telling you. And uh, the next one is route. Route, yeah. R-O-U-T, root. Some people say root. I think I say route. Syrup. So you say syrup. Syrup or syrup? Syrup. Okay. I think I say syrup. And the next one is coupon. Yeah, that's that's how I say it. Coupon. Coupon. I don't know how else you would say that. Even in Southern, you just say coupon. Right. Egg yolk. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. Monday. You know what, while you're at it, just say every day of the week. I don't know, give them a bonus. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yep, there's all of them. And then I got another one from Megan Walden. It says, what did the elephant say to the naked man? Oh, man, see, this is the theme. I like you've themed this episode with nudity. Yeah, I reckon so. That's, that's the... uh, something about the trunk, I don't know. Dang, man, how do you breathe through that thing? <laughs> okay, that's a wiener joke. Well, you got to take the right medication, right? Yep. It'll start breathing. It'll perk up and breathe, boy, for about an hour. That's right. <laughs> yep. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. I got a sponsor from Platt Seafood at 108 Sea Mountain Highway, number one, North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 29582. Is eugeneplattseafood.com and this is a wonderful place I'm telling you you can go in there and you can buy fresh seafood and carry it home and cook it yourself or you can go in there and they'll cook it shrimp for you fish just all kind of put old bay seasoning on it and I mean it's some kind of good and it's pretty you don't have to worry about going home cooking stuff and they don't even charge you anything to cook it if you buy it from them. So that, that's a wonderful thing. And then they got a grill right 
on the other side of it over there where you can order a, like a seafood platter or a flounder or a shrimp or oysters, all different kind of seafood, and you can come in and get it. And it's reasonably priced, and, and just come on, and you can come by plats and get you some good seafood, either get it there to eat and carry it home, or carry it home and cook it yourself. So just come on by and hear it plats and uh, get you some seafood from us. That's a good ad, Dad. I, I just love your ads. It makes me hungry for some seafood. Yeah. Well, I've been getting a lot of emails asking for my advice, so... We're going to try to go over some of them and see if I can give you what my advice is to help you out with these things. Oh, so a, a dedicated advice segment. Yep, that's what we, we've been kind of doing that some, and people have been writing in and asking, so let's see where that goes and what it does. And All right. It's time for our first edition of I'll Help You Get Out of the Woods. Paul Garcia asks, when you're in trouble with your spouse, oh, a.k.a. in the doghouse, mm-hmm. what's the best way to get out of it? Okay. Do you have experience in the doghouse, Dad? Um, probably at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The best way to, to get out of the doghouse with your spouse is to try to, you might want to go buy her some flowers. And then sometimes that blows up in your face. They don't want no flowers. Yeah. They want you to just leave them alone a little bit and let them calm down. And then you go and just try to apologize to them and say, honey, you know, I was wrong. I, I want to apologize. You know how much I love you. And, you know, and sometimes my mouth, just stuff comes out of it that I wish it hadn't come back, but I can't take it back. But I do apologize, and and, and you got to be sincere with this. You just can't be doing it off the cuff. You got to be sincere when you're apologizing about it too. You got to think through what you're sorry for. And maybe then you just need to just leave them along a little bit. You might want to reach up there and give them a little smooch on the cheek, and you know, I am yeah. sorry, honey, and just just go on about your business and see how they react and see what goes on. So going for that smooch too early could be problematic. Especially early on in me and Christy's marriage, we had to figure out how, how to fight properly, you know, how that was effective for both of us. Because for me, like whenever I would get in the doghouse, the main thing I'd wanna do is get out of the doghouse as quickly as possible. Like I would be like, let's, let's resolve this right now. Like I would be chasing Christy around the house, but getting a little space, and a little time definitely is what Christy would always want because she started to explain it to me. Listen, I just need some time to process this. I'm not, you're, you're forcing me to give you an answer and you just wanna resolve this. You wanna, you wanna resolve all the feelings of tension of being in conflict, but I need a little time. Because for me, it's like, okay, I, now that I've realized that I've screwed up, last, I just wanna, I, I wanna move past it. I want to. I want to resolve it, and it's well. I don't have the luxury of being able to do it on my timeline, especially when it's my fault. You're gonna have to wait and and let them come on in and and do it when they w- want to be apologized to. You kind of have to be careful. As you get older, you learn sometimes just to keep your mouth shut and not say nothing. You don't get in the doghouse, but sometimes that's hard. I'm telling you. I mean, I just feel like 
if I charted all the times I've been in the doghouse versus how many times Christy's been in the doghouse, I just don't understand why it's like 20 to one. Like what, what's, what's going on here? You know, I'd love to be able to say, well, I'm, I'm just not as sensitive as you are. I just let things go. And then you know what that does? It puts me back in the doghouse again for trying to say that I never put her in the doghouse. Here I am back in the doghouse. Should have kept my mouth shut. Sometimes we just let our mouth overload our ass and that's just the way it works out. And so you need to learn to just keep, keep your mouth shut and just leave it alone. We let our mouth overload our ass? Yep, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that work? Okay. I mean, you talk too much, sit and talk too much, you just need to leave it alone. That's from about 40 years of experience with uh, several different wives for me, and sometimes I didn't get out of the doghouse, but I do I do pretty good getting out of it now because I don't talk as much as I used to. <laughs> I just listen, yeah. Yeah, when in doubt, listen. And I got a, another one from uh, Paxton Grimm. He says, my ex and I broke up after five years, and he got a new girlfriend pretty quick. He told me that she reminds him of me. What the heck does that mean? Man. Sounds like to me that he probably has still some feelings for you, but he's done moved on, and he and it might be a small compliment that this girl that he's with now it kind of looks like you. So he likes the way people that, women that look like you, that's the kind of woman that he's attracted to. See, but I think once you break up, like apparently they're trying to be friends because they're still talking. But that seems like the last thing that you want to talk about is your new dating relationship, especially, oh, she reminds me of you. That just, it all, it all just seems weird to me. Like I was, whenever I would get done, like break up with somebody, I, I always felt like, well, I don't know if we can be friends, you know? It's like we were romantically involved. I just can't, I, I don't know what would be behind that statement. Yeah, you're right. It's like, what's the point? What's the point in telling her that? When I was dating and had girlfriends and different things, when if one broke up with me or I broke up with them, I just left them alone and I just went on to the next one. I, I, I won't end this calling them back and trying to get back in their good graces. If they didn't want me, I just wouldn't find me another one. So th that's my advice. Just leave them alone. Go find you somebody that would really like you and respect you and take care of you. For real. And maybe maybe before Paxton hits the road, she says, well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to find somebody who doesn't remind me of you. Yeah. Because I'm moving on. Thank you, next. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I th I think we've had a pretty good day today, and I hope uh, everybody tunes in and keeps listening. And all you have to do is uh, look on to Rather Be Shagging Fifty Three at AOL dot com and send me some more messages and do all that those things. And we want to try to keep this show on up in the top five or six. And, <laughs> you and keep chasing those keep numbers looking. now, aren't you? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, he's. Hey, he's giving advice. He's saying words that you want him to say, you know? Dropping knowledge, dropping science. Granddaddy style. Okay, and I got another thing that I want to oh. uh, tell you about that's going on too. It said, before we end this show today, I want to tell you about an exciting upcoming series from the podcast. Oh. A hot dog is a sandwich. 
Yes. In a special five-part podcast series, Josh and Nicole will finally end the debate once and for all. Is a hot dog a sandwich? They'll examine every angle of the possible answers by consulting one expert guest per episode each of whom will provide a key piece to unlocking this meaty puzzle box culminating in a live show spectacular that will weigh all of the information and finally declare if the hot dog is a sandwich. Are you intrigued, Dad? This is a great promotion for our Hot Dog is a Sandwich podcast. I appreciate you doing this. Well, just trying to help. It says this series is out now and is running until Wednesday, August the 10th, be sure to check out every episode by following A Hot Dog is a Sandwich Mm. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. See y'all next week because we're going to be swinging. That was it. That was the plug. Are you going to, well, hold on. Are you going to listen to it? Yeah, I'm going to listen to it to see what's going on with it. You know, I don't think a hot dog's a sandwich. Hot dog's on a bun. Maybe your mind will be changed if you actually listen. I'm a little suspicious if you're going to listen. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little suspicious too. Yeah, but, that you're yeah. going to listen. Right. That's okay. But we want y'all to just keep right on listening. And I'm still swinging down here at mm-hmm. uh, Myrtle Beach and swinging around. And if you want to just uh, find out what's going on with us, just keep looking at looking for us on dispatches from Myrtle Beach and come on and enjoy us next Thursday when we're on again. I can't wait, personally. We're going to keep trying to have a good time and swing this world around just like we do when we're dancing. All right. Thanks, Dad. Talk to you next week. All right. Love you. Love you, too.